Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Now, with a look at local, regional, and international NASCAR racing, here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Well, the NASCAR Canaan Pro Series East wrapped up their 2019 campaign at the Monster Mile. The biggest late model st stock race also took place at the Paperclip. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. I'm Hannah Newhouse in our Concord, North Carolina location, joined always by Kyle Rickey. And Kyle, the Canaan East campaign, we saw it heat up multiple times throughout the season. But when it came down to the final race this season, the winner of the race uh, showed that he won that championship for a reason. Yeah, and that winner was Sam Mayer, uh, just, what, 16 years old, driving for GMS Racing this season, his first full year on the NASCAR Canaan Pro Series East after running a couple of races last year just to kind of get his feet wet in full-bodied stock car racing at the NASCAR level. Uh, but from the second half of the season on, he really was in command, uh, was able to uh, hold off Chase Cabry in the run for the championship and led all but two laps to wrap up his championship campaign last Friday at the Monster Mile in Dover. So uh, a great race to end the year for uh, for Sam and a great way to celebrate the uh, the offseason heading into the banquet season here in a couple of weeks for Sam as well. Tanner Gray finished second in that race behind her in front of Todd Gilliland, who made a return to the Canaan East for the weekend. But in the points, Cabri coming home second and Tanner Gray in third over Spencer Davis and Max McLaughlin there. And uh, it actually was pretty cool. Sam, like we'd said, had dabbled a little bit last year, went for that full run this year, and we all forget how young he is with this championship. He actually broke NASCAR records as the youngest national or regional touring champion ever. I mean, 16 years old. That is young. Well, I was thinking about it. Uh, no, it is. It's really young. And I was thinking, oh, he'll move up next year. And that's kind of been the common trend for K&N Series champions the last several years is you win the championship and you're able to move up into the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series. But uh, outside of some of the short track races, he really can't do a full schedule next year because he is still two years away because his birthday, his 21st or his 18th birthday will be in June of 2021. So he is still uh, almost two seasons away from being able to run on the big racetracks, the mile and a half and the two miles, the two and a half mile restrictor plate races. So I assume, and we'll talk to him here in a bit, that he'll run more of the ARCA stuff next year as far as the National Series is concerned and probably some more East races as well. So uh, we'll talk to him about that here in a little bit. He also dabbled in those uh, truck series starts at Bristol and some of the short tracks. I believe he actually has Phoenix coming up as well. So that'll give him that opportunity to get his feet wet in the truck series while probably contending next year 
for another championship. But like you said, we'll have Sam Mayer, the Cannonese champion, on a little bit later. But also the Valley Star 300 was at Martinsville this past weekend at the Paperclip. 70-plus late models, and what a show it was. It was a late evening for us, but nonetheless, it was a good race, Kyle. Yeah, we heard a lot of people were able to tune into us here on the Motor Racing Network, MRN.com, and our audio is also a part of the FansChoice.tv broadcast on Saturday night. A, uh, a good time had by all, a wild race. No one had a better time, though, than Josh Berry, who led all 200 laps in the feature event that night to claim the win. He won the pole uh, the night before on Friday night, which was a $5,000 bonus. He led every lap at $25 a lap, plus he won both stages, and the race totaled about $44,000. So not a bad payday for a late model stock car race for Josh Berry, who uh, kind of walked the dog the other night holding off uh, Lee Pulliam, who also picked up the uh, Virginia Triple Crown, Timothy Peters, uh, Bobby McCarty, who was the only real driver that was able to challenge uh, the, uh, Josh Berry over the course of the night for the lead at one point mid-race. Bubba uh, Pollard rounded out the top five. And what a paycheck for a late model stock team. Josh has been hunting this win for years. So to finally get it and to get it in a dominating fashion like that has got to be very satisfying for that late model stock racer. He's definitely worked his tail off to get that win. And we'll have Josh on a little bit later to talk about that race and talk about that win. But first, when we return here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, we'll have Sam Mayer, your Canaan East champion. Wheeland designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheeland product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheeland is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Two years ago, tempers flared at Martinsville. Oh, Elliott spins, and he slams the outside retaining wall. Last year ended in a photo finish. Legato down to the inside. They touch. Truex goes sideways. Legato gets by. Now it's time for what comes next. The first day to 500 returns Sunday, October 27th at Martinsville Speedway, part of the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. Get tickets today at martinsvillespeedway.com or call 877-RACE-TIX. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. This is our house, the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and it's packed full of classic and present-day cars, including Petties, Earnhardts, and Waltrips, as well as interactive experiences, realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. The k Pro Series East took on the Monster Mile this past weekend to round out their 2019 season. And a young gun who went to challenge for that championship and ran away with it late in the season joins us now on the guest line, Sam Mayer. First off, thanks for coming on NASCAR Coast to Coast and congratulations on this championship. Uh, thank you very much for having me. It was definitely a really solid year, and uh, we're going to celebrate it at the Hall of Fame. Now, I know that there was uh, a little bit of disappointment, which is funny to say, in victory lane because you win this championship. You also win the race, leading every lap but two, and they gave you sparkling cider because you're too young for the champagne. I mean, it's it's almost the same thing, right? It's close enough. I mean, I had about... 
three or four gallons dumped on me in victory lane but uh it wasn't the real thing so it wasn't as sticky but it was definitely a rough plane ride home before we talk about the championship, let's talk about the race in Dover. You led all but two laps in the race on Friday evening, won the pole earlier in the afternoon. At what point during the day did you know that you had a really good car and a car to beat? Uh, when we raced there last year, we uh, put a P1 in practice right away. And uh, from there on out, I loved Dover, for sure. Uh, but Marty, Marty's a really smart crew chief and smart person in general so he brings the best race cars he can as possible to the racetrack and uh the first couple laps the car already felt amazing so uh it was pretty much lap one of day one that uh we i knew that it was going to be a really good shot to win and you had a competitive season all season long. There was a temporary moment there where you and Cabri maybe closed in a little bit on the points, but you pretty much just had to, go, had to have a good finish at Dover. And we've talked to you throughout the season, and really this was a learning season for you. As we talked in the pre-show, we all forget that you're still just 16 years old. You've got a couple years before you can really commit to a full-time schedule, even at the truck level here. What was your biggest takeaway from this season as far as the learning curve and getting adapted to, you know, these full-size cars that are k cars and will translate later? Yeah, early in the year, I struggled a lot with my restarts and my qualifying especially. Uh, we would always qualify like 5th to 8th or even 10th. And uh, later in the year, I got better in my qualifying runs. We got quite a bit of pulls this year. And uh, my restarts were a lot better as well. Also running in the ARCA series, the restarts there are really intense. And uh, the truck series as well is very intense. So uh, having that experience uh, actually made me a lot better in the K&N Pro Series. So uh, qualifying and the restarts were one big thing where I definitely learned a lot and developed throughout the year. But uh, like always, there's still a little bit to go. And uh, I'm going to keep uh, absorbing as much information as I can and keep on learning. And I mentioned a moment ago the, the numbers this year, 11 top fives and 12 starts. Your worst finish was an 11th at South Boston. You ran a couple of races, though, a year ago, mainly on the bigger tracks, Gateway, New Hampshire, Iowa, I believe, and, and the road course at Watkins Glen as well. What, what was the big takeaway from those six or so events last year that you were able to, to learn about these race cars in this series that helped you here in 2019 to pick up the championship? Yeah, I mean, getting the getting the getting to go in the seat last year for MDM Motorsports, and uh, everyone over there is really amazing. I can't thank them enough for giving me the opportunity to go run and uh, develop and learn last year, so I can uh, go out and win a championship with GMS this year. Uh, I mean, overall, just getting seat time and learning my competitors and uh, what kind of what the restarts are like and what qualifying's like and what the atmosphere is like. The atmosphere is completely different than late model stock racing or anything I've raced in the past. So uh, getting used to that and getting acclimated with everything there uh, was one big thing that I learned last year and uh, I was able to carry over to this year. And the season, although wrapped up in the K&N East, is not quite over for you. And if I'm correct, you actually have another uh, NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series race coming up here shortly uh, the excitement for that, and what's the kind of the takeaway that you can apply from your Canaan East season and your start at Bristol um, into the truck season this year? 
Yeah, uh, getting the opportunity to run three truck races this year uh, and already having one under my belt at Bristol uh, is definitely going to help me for a lot next year because uh, we plan to run a couple of truck races next year as well. So uh, having that experience under my belt already and going to Phoenix and Martinsville, two completely different racetracks in the truck, I feel I feel like that's going to help me a lot in the next couple of years and even later on in my career because Phoenix was the track that we're always going to go to, whether it's Cup, Xfinity, or Truck, or even K&N like we were running later this year. So having that experience and going to the truck level and getting all the experience overall there uh, is really going to help me a lot because at Bristol we went really hard from lap one to lap 200. So um, that was a really big learning curve I had, and it's going to help me later on in my career. You mentioned a handful of truck races potentially next year for you uh, in the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series. Of course, being your, with uh, being just 16, you can only run on the short tracks up to about a mile and a quarter, I believe. Gateway is the cutoff for you. So what are the, the big picture goals next season? Will you stick with uh, what now will be the ARCA Menards East Series and, and maybe even do some uh, of the ARCA National Series like you've been doing this year or maybe run for the for the national championship in the 20 race deal for uh, for next season? Yeah, the plan is right now is to go ARCA East Racing, and that's going to be our priority, uh, trying to get back-to-back championships in that series. And then also on top of that, we're going to do the Showdown Series uh, with the ARCA, ARCA car uh, and the 10-race shootout, uh, short track shootout. Uh, so... We're going to go K-Net or uh, ARCA racing next year for sure and uh, a little bit of truck racing, like I said, which uh, we're going to tell everyone details later on uh, this, later on this year. Awesome. Well, again, congratulations on your K-Net East Championship. We look forward to watching you at both Phoenix and Martinsville and then again in 2020. Thank you very much. That was Sam Mayer, k and East champion this year in the 2019 season. But when we return here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, we'll dial up Josh Berry, the winner this past weekend at Martinsville for the late model stock race. Some people pay a premium to see their heroes work their magic. But at the Talladega Garage Experience, you get prime access without the price tag. Spend your weekend watching your team gear up. Then go to Gatorade Victory Lane to help them celebrate. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano took the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. We're in the championship, baby. Yeah. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. Need to find your local MRN radio station? Taking a trip and want to listen to NASCAR races? Go to MRN.com. Click on stations to find all MRN's local radio stations. Plan a trip and map out MRN stations along your route. MRN on your local stations. Tune in. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast. Brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. White flag, one lap to go for Josh Berry, who leads in the turn number two and up the back straightaway for the final time in Martinsville. Josh Berry's been in his own zip code all day, and he is going to flex his muscle here through turns three and four for the second spot. They're side by side, but Berry back to the line. It's a clean sweep of the night for Josh Berry from the pole to lead every lap. Never broke a sweat. 
Josh Berry wins it tonight in the Valley Star Credit Union 300. White flag, one lap to go for... And you heard it there, Josh Berry collecting that win at Martinsville, a feat um, very hard to do, and he did it in dominating fashion. He joins us on the guest line. First off, Josh, thanks for coming on NASCAR Coast to Coast, and congratulations on this win. I know it's been one that you've been chasing for a while. Yeah, definitely. It was just uh, thankful to be on here and just uh, really thankful for the opportunity we had Saturday night. It was just uh, we had an unbelievable race car and finally capitalized and and checked off a big win. Dave Moody said it a moment ago in the last lap uh, that you led every lap, you won the pole, you won both stages, and you never broke a sweat. Uh, did you first break a sweat, and was it as easy as it looked from our position high above uh, the racetrack in the MRN broadcast booth? Um, I would say that I broke a sweat, um, I w- and I wouldn't call anything about that race easy. Um, we've been going there. You know, I've been going there myself. I think that was my eighth eighth attempt. Um, Junior Motorsports has been going there. I'm not exactly sure on the years, but uh, probably upwards of 15 to 20. And uh, really, we've obviously we haven't won Martinsville, but really we've lacked a lot of even just having a decent finish there. So there's no part of that place has been easy for us. Um, and last year we had a really good car and took a big step forward and really found ourselves contending for the win. And then we just just spent a year of preparing and, and trying to make ourselves better for Saturday night, and it showed. And Lee Pulliam will also agree with you that race is hard to win, having five runner-up finishes still chasing that clock. But we talked about it a little bit earlier in the show the payout that it was. Well, I mean, it was a payout as is. Then you add the $25 per lap lead. You led every one of those. The $1,000 per stage win. You won both of those as well, plus the new track record and the pole award, almost $44,000. I mean, how does that affect your late model team and, and moving forward with such a such a lump sum to win in that race? It's just, um, it's just amazing, really. Uh, you know, that race is an expensive one to go to, and to have a payout like that after that kind of performance, I mean, it's just a big boost for our whole for our whole team and in our in the late model program at Junior Motorsports to to add that win under our belt. I mean, it just uh, it's just another just another great performance by us and another notch in the belt. Two years ago, we saw the final segment be a ten lap shootout. Last year, it was extended to twenty. This year, the longest that we have seen in quite some time, 50 laps, that final stage. Even with the caution, with 10 to go, I believe the restart came with eight or nine laps to go, we didn't see the incidents that we have seen in the past. Uh, How did that last 50-lap stage change things up a bit in your mind uh, from your seat? I don't know. I think, uh, you know, when we had that caution with about 10 or 12 to go, I kind of, I kind of expected to, for it to be a little crazier after that, but, you know, we got another good start, and it kind of, you know, there was a really good race for second there that w- that allowed us to, to kind of pull away while they raced each other. and It just seemed like a kind of a calm night. I, I don't know if maybe the fact that we all put our tires on with 50 to go, you know, I don't know if the, um, the tire fall-off started to play into it a little bit where everybody wasn't on brand-new tires lining up with, 
you know, 10 or 20 to go, like you mentioned. But I thought overall the whole night, I think it just seemed like the racing was going a little smoother. Um, one heat race kind of got a little wild at the end, but for the most part, it just didn't seem like there was a lot of, a lot of carnage. And that's a good thing. I think, um, I mean, it's, it's getting, it's always getting more expensive and more expensive to race. And I mean, we just can't go to these races and and tear up every car we got. It just, it's just not going to work for us. And like you'd mentioned, there wasn't a lot of carnage. Um, all things considered, that's usually a race that we see. Uh, see some wild stuff, and that we did. Taylor Gray ended up on his lid. That is not normal to see with a late model there, so we're glad he's okay there. But um, I have a question for you in regards to, we talked about how this wasn't an easy win for you. It never really is at Martinsville, but something that we paid attention to was early on in the race, your brakes were glowing. The temperatures were cool there, but we also saw that with a lot of other drivers, and the communication was constantly of telling these drivers to maintain their brakes we saw a couple actually lose brakes completely. Was that ever a concern for you guys, or did those brakes just happen to be glowing and all was, all was well for you? No, um, it really wasn't that much of a concern for us. I, we saw a little bit of temperature early on, but we were able to um, help that a little bit throughout the race. And, I mean, ultimately for us, we feel the way we look at it is that at a place like that, the brakes are going to glow. They're going to be hot. You know, you just you just got to manage it. And um, we seen we we saw a lot of brake temperature in 20, uh, 2018 when we were there, and uh, we we worked on that to try to try to get that a little under control. And you know, I feel like we did a did a good job of that. Now that the uh, the big event for the late models in the South is in the books, how many races do you have left on your schedule as a lot of the short tracks have wrapped up their season for 2019? I know the Cars Tour has one event left at South Boston where you're running for the championship in that division. Um, is that about it for you this uh, for this year? Yeah, we have that race at South Boston as well as the Myrtle Beach 400 in a couple weeks after that, and then you know, there's uh there's another race at Southern National we we might possibly do, but we're just uh mainly for sure we got the South Boston and Royal Beach races and then once we make it out of those and see where we're at then you know we might might do another. But right now it's just those two planned. All right, and last question here for you. The clock. I saw that it recently got delivered to your house. Um, where did you put it and it has it drove your wife crazy yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, um actually uh, it was kind of surprising to me that they we were loading up we were like i mean by then we once we cleared tech we were like the last ones there and and they they brought it down and delivered it to us right there we were like um all right then so we i hold it home and sunday we worked and got it set up and it, it, re- it hasn't driven anybody crazy yet we're still working out all the you know little uh parts and pieces of it getting getting it going but uh every now and then we we let her uh go off a couple of times and it's 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 pretty amazing. So just, uh, just such a cool trophy, um, that Martinsville puts on. It's just, it's amazing to have one. I just can't imagine some of these cup guys and stuff that have, you know, seven or eight of them. It's just, uh, just truly unbelievable. Just really thankful for the opportunity that I had the other night, you know, been at junior motorsports a long time and to check this off is a big deal. They've always been so supportive of me and, and, uh, to have them and put, but all things automotive and victory lane there is just, just truly unbelievable. 
And it was a cool uh, moment to be there in Victor Lane for with you as well. I mean, like I said, I know you've been chasing this for a while, and we appreciated the shout-out. We knew, like you said, Dale was watching on Fans' Choice, and we got the chance to do the broadcast. So, again, Josh, congratulations on that win. Best of luck this season, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you, if not by the end of the year, next year as well. All right, thank you. That was Josh Berry, this past weekend's winner of the Valley Star Credit Union 300 at Martinsville. But when we return here on NASCAR Coast Coast, we'll talk about a couple other championships that wrapped up and also what to look forward to this weekend. Wheeland designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheeland product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheeland is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. While the Canaan East wrapped up their season at Dover, also the NASCAR Euro Series wrapped up theirs at Circuit Zolder. It was torrential rain for the series, uh, provided some interesting racing, but it would be Loris Hensman, who only had to complete one lap to clinch his Elite One title, and that he did. Also, Sorensen Lassie wins in the Elite Two division with seven wins in the 2020 division. But this up-and-coming weekend, Kyle, the K&N West is back in action. They still have a couple more races left in their season, but they are headed to All-American Speedway in Roseville this weekend. Three to go for the NASCAR K&N Pro Series West. Derek Krause is a 40-point lead over Trevor Huddleston. So, uh, again, I think Derek just has to manage these next three races with top five or so finishes, and, and he should be able to clinch that championship by the time we get to the ISM Raceway in Phoenix next month. And also something cool happening this up-and-coming weekend at All-American. Uh, Derek Doring of All-American Speedway, he's a modified racer there, got the opportunity to make his debut in the K&N West Series in a BMR-fielded car. It was an opportunity that was put on by the Speedway and BMR that any of the full-time competitors in the K&N, or I'm sorry, or the late model or the modified division had an opportunity to test and then race this up and coming weekend. And Derek got that opportunity as a modified driver. So it'll be cool to see him uh, race this race, this up and coming weekend at his home track, make his debut, but it'll be interesting. This race obviously available on fanschoice.tv this Saturday, but in your wheelhouse, Thompson is up this weekend <laughs> for world series. Can anyone let not anyone can Doug Kobe be caught by Justin Bonson. You're only 19 points separate the two. Yes. And it's going to take an incident or a mechanical issue with Doug Kobe uh, for that to happen. And obviously a good run by Justin Bonson. You're to follow that up. But uh, Doug right now has to finish. I think I, I was looking at some of the graphs that NASCAR provided. I think Doug has to finish 15th or better. And that's without leading a lap to ensure the championship and what would be his sixth here on the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. But with 39 cars entered for this race on this racetrack behind me come Sunday afternoon, 
Um, there's plenty of room for Doug to slip up, have an issue, and for Justin, who has been so good at this racetrack over the last two years, to uh, to claim the win and potentially take that championship trophy uh, back home with him for a second consecutive season. So it's going to be a great weekend. 20 divisions strong here at the Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park. 39 cars preliminarily, preliminarily entered for Sunday's race. It's going to be fun. Also, uh, as far as modified news is concerned, South Boston Speedway earlier this week announcing that they will again host the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour next year, uh, which will open up their 2020 season on March 21st, South Boston Speedway in Virginia. So that'll open up the South Boston season. Uh, good to see the Modifieds back down south, though, for, uh, for next year. And especially at South Boston, a pretty diverse schedule coming together for the Modified Series. But first, they got to wrap it up this weekend at Thompson. Uh, it's been enjoyable to follow this championship chase. We saw pretty domination last year by Bonsignor. So to get this opportunity for Kobe and Bonsignor to really battle it out, unfortunately, Ron Silk not in this battle, though. I mean, those two have just checked out for first and second. Yeah, Silk was a part of the battle uh, up until a couple of races ago, but had a bad finish, I believe, at Stafford. And now has fallen 68 points behind Doug Kobe and is unable to mathematically win that championship here this weekend. I can't wait. It's one of my favorite weekends of the year, the NASCAR Modified Tour. The headline, like I mentioned, there's 19 other divisions. Already uh, about 350 campers here on site at Thompson. So it's going to be a great weekend. Hopefully Mother Nature will cooperate and uh, – It'll be a good time here at the Big T. And again, you can watch all of it on fanschoice.tv uh, for the Modifieds this weekend at Thompson, as well as the k Pro Series West at All-American Speedway. We look forward to talking about it this uh, next week as we crown a champion this weekend for the Modified Division. So, uh, Kyle, have fun at Thompson this weekend. It's an off weekend for me, so I will be around here. I'll be at a two-year-old birthday party, actually. Enjoy the lake. I know where exactly you're going to be this weekend. No, it's finally cooled down. It's uh, It was actually 65, 67 degrees today, so no no lake for me this week. Okay, well, enjoy the birthday party. We'll be we'll miss you up here in the press box at Thompson, though. Awesome. There you guys go again. Fanschoice.tv for all your racing action this up-and-coming weekend. We look forward to covering it next week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. For Kyle Rickey, I'm Hannah Newhouse. Producers Craig Moore and Brian Yesowich. We'll see you next week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Coast to Coast has been brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. NASCAR Coast to Coast can be found on MRN.com, Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved.